Hello everyone and welcome back to your new favorite podcast within the matrix with me your host Michela Alessandra. Before the episode starts I just wanted to tell you that the quality might not be as good because of some technical issues that we had while recording but yeah I really hope that you can still enjoy the interview and yeah that's about it and I hope you enjoy this episode. Bye! Today I'm joined by a very special guest. Hello, I'm Ilo or Noel. Yeah, and today we're talking about a very interesting topic again. As you heard before with uh, Birkan, we had the interview. And now I'm joined by, as you heard, Ilo. <laughs> so uh, let's get started. Um, so first of all, what is your gender identity or uh, and what does that mean to you? Yeah, like how would you describe that? Uh, I myself identify as genderqueer that means i don't identify as a woman or a man either um i just go with the vibe i guess <laughs> okay um what that means to me is um i don't see myself typically in the role of a man or of a woman we have in our society especially in europe with a binary system so i always like to explore myself outside of these um given rules we have mm -hmm. and what are some common misconceptions that, that come with that um people think that like you want to be special you want to be different and um that you just do this for attention which is simply not true because this binary system is actually something man-made um, we can see in different cultures and different countries um, in the culture of them that they actually have more than the two binaries we have today so it's not something that just will like that just came up this year or last year as i don't know transphobes for example mm -hmm. want to um claim it but um yeah It's just the exploration of yourself mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to be the true you. Mm -hmm. So basically, you're first of all a person, an individual, instead of a woman, a man, whatever. Exactly. And while you were talking, um, um, a quote from Simone de Beauvoir mm -hmm. came to mind, like, you're not born a woman, you become one due to societal like expectations, standards exactly. and stuff like that. So yeah, that's actually very interesting, and I yeah, I mean, I have heard from that before. Not even not just like uh, non-binary people deal with that misconception, but also let's say just gay mm -hmm. people. They also like, oh, you just want attention. You're, yeah. you're not really this and that. So yeah, that's very frustrating. I can yeah. <laughs> I can guess. So my next question, and that is something that I have really been like curious about, is. How does your gender identity um, like fit into the spectrum and what role does self-expression play into that? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Like, as you said, it's a spectrum. So it also varies from person to person. Like, not every non-binary person expresses themselves the same way. Or, for example, many people think every non-binary person uses they, them pronouns, which is simply not true. You can be non-binary and use she, her pronouns, he, him pronouns, anything. Mm -hmm. um, but... Um, Yeah, it varies from time to time. Like some days I feel more quote unquote masculine and some days more feminine. And I like to express that, for example, with my makeup. Mm -hmm. um, if I feel more masculine, I do like darker makeup. Or uh, if I feel more feminine, I um, 
use lighter makeup, like simple stuff like that. Or I wear more rings when I feel more masculine. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool because uh, like for me, especially because I know that there is uh, that other gender identity, gender fluid. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of get a little bit confused, like especially when it comes to like expression. Mm -hmm. What do you think are like the differences? What do you think there are any differences? <laughs> I mean, gender fluid people, um, they tend to, I don't know, how can I say that? Um, gender, like I know like two or three gender fluid people and they say like, for example, today I feel like a woman, like um, the standards we have of women that they will wear a dress, they will wear a skirt, something like that, um, or put on like more quote unquote feminine things that we have. Um, but like with me as like a genderqueer person, I don't like, I don't want to put a label on it. I'm just living my life as, you know, And, um, I don't know, I think for that you have to interview a gender fluid person <laughs> yeah. because I don't want to speak on behalf of them, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a very, in general, like everything that has to do with identity and like sexuality is very various and everyone mm -hmm. has their own take. And as you said before, like with the binary labels and standards that are uh, put on us by society, since everything is man-made and we're actually just like souls living in a human yeah. body, like, like our souls don't have genders. So. Yeah, exactly. And it's crazy for people to be like, Oh my God, if you wear a skirt, like for example, if a male presenting person wears a skirt, they're like, Oh my God, you want to be a woman so bad. Like, no, when did we decide that skirts were only for women? Like it's, literally a piece of fabric exactly like how can that just be for someone of a specific cat uh, category um that's just so weird and so i don't know frustrating yeah i mean just a hundred years ago something like for women wearing pants or even like, well jeans were <laughs> not even a thing but like uh, just trousers was so like taboo and like oh yeah. are you trying to be a man or what is wrong yeah, with you, you couldn't even imagine like it was something completely out of this world they were like what women yeah. in trousers <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah yeah that's actually very sad that people are so focused on like just the uh, outer appearance and uh, making everything so so complicated like more mm -hmm. complicated than it actually has to be but well coming to my next question actually um What is your opinion on media representation because, like, of queer folks? Because uh, we talked about like uh, the style and dressing and whatever, and self-expression in that sense. But how does media representation affect your view on these things, or or do you think it's enough, or that more is to be done, or what? What is your take on that? I mean, we could see in the last years that we got more representation for sure. Um, for example, the movie Moonlight. It was an amazing movie. It was a calm representation of a gay man. Um, also, like, as a black gay man in the black community. But um, oftentimes there's so many misconceptions about queer folks because of media. And because we are represented as the sidekick that is, like, the funny... Um, the funny sidekick that just is there and, oh my God, like the typical gay man, like the gay best friend and, or he's so feminine and uh, they always talk in a specific way. And like my problem especially is that the slang um, 
that is uh, supposed to be used by queer folks is actually just um, cultural appropriation from the black community. And many people say like, for example, slay or yas queen and stuff like that. They, like that comes from the black community and people just want to say, oh my God, this is how the queers talk. And this, that's just wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. Like sometimes when I watch a TV series or a movie and there's supposed to be a queer person, um, I can understand why people hate us. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm joking, of course, but uh, no, but uh, like, I don't know, misconceptions and of course, like the judgment that comes from, like the hate from the people um, is so wrong. But when you have, for example, shows like Atypical, who actually show the people as a human, like as a real person with other problems and with other feelings, um, it feels actually quite nice and representation is really really important like i would have loved it as a small queer child <laughs> to see someone and be like yeah that's me because then i would have known way sooner yeah 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 and i feel like um also most times the the people that they portray are just as you said so stereotypical and so mm. basic like they have no uh, further depth and like they're just gay that's their yeah. character trait like in the series and that's so such a pity to be honest like i wish there w was like a more in-depth like uh view on these things yeah. or in general on their struggles and stuff like that especially and if they're gay and if they have a bit more depth it's always a tragedy like that is also a trope that is so mainstream in queer movies like if it's a queer movie it's always a tragedy it's always about the struggle of coming out and of course those are topics that are very important and that need to be discussed because it's not easy to come out in this society but um Like, I want to watch a queer movie and be happy by the end and not yeah. always cry about how cruel the world is. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, like, the, I don't know, um, homophobes and transphobes being like, okay, that was such an unnecessary, like, take on the movie. Like, why just shove the, the gay couples into our faces in every single movie now? Like, well, what about the unnecessary yeah. heterotropes that are in every movie? Like <laughs> Exactly. Or if they talk about, yeah, but... They can be gay, but not like, don't be gay in front of me. I'm like, I have to see naked straight couples everywhere I go. Like, look at the Calvin Klein um, ads or I don't know, like anywhere else. Like we always see straight couples kissing and almost making out at the beach. Or I don't know. But if it's like a same sex couple or a queer couple, it's always like, oh, my God, the gays are at it again. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but how does that like influence your daily life? What experiences have you made like with all of these like stereotypes and, and things that have been ingrained in our brains, uh, maybe uh, through media representation, like false media representation mm -hmm. and stuff like that? Um, people tend to tell me that I'm just making it up. For example, like or if I just simply ask for the pronouns of a person, I'm like, "Hi, I'm Ela. What are your pronouns?" And they're like, "Pronouns like the normal ones." And I'm oh like, "Oh my god!" I'm like. What are the normal pronouns? Uh, or you have the typical funny people answer, haha, helicopter. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna treat these as like new pronouns and actually use them on you. So you can see like how dumb you're acting right now. Yeah. Um, I've done that a couple of times. That was quite funny. And people are like, how are you genderqueer? You have boobs. I'm like, Yeah, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to get top surgery because I want to get rid of them. Um, but it's just the misconception of, like, for example, non-binary people that people have in their heads. is like, it's always like the skinny 
white person that like where uh, people think like non-binary people have to be androgynous which is simply not true mm -hmm. but um yeah those are some of my experiences in daily life for example yeah true because if you think about maybe non-binary people or gender fluid you always think of a, a person that is that you can really like see if mm -hmm. they're male born or female or whatever and just very androgynous looking as you said and i feel like Those are also stereotypes that hurt or harm like the other people that can't yeah. just do anything about it, like you know, because even getting gender confirming surgeries are just expensive as fuck. It like you exactly. can't just randomly do that, and ain't nobody paying for that for you. Yeah, like exactly. it's uh, in Germany, it's like I don't want to. I think two to three thousand euros. Um, to just remove your boobs. There also comes the cost in of like um, correcting the nipple, whatever, and all that. Um, and the insurance doesn't cover it. Mm -hmm. They only cover it if you are um, the, I don't want to say typical trans person, but if you want to um, transition from male to female or from female to male, then mm -hmm. only the insurance will cover it. But also only if you have been in therapy for a few years, if you've been outed for a few years and taken the hormones and it's such a long and expensive way, it's almost impossible for a person to not out themselves before getting these surgeries, for mm -hmm. example. Yeah, it's also me mentally exhausting. And I feel like all the people that say, yeah, you're doing this just for a cloud or you just want attention, like, bruh, who would go through all of this just for attention? Like, like the body dysmorphia, I feel some of, ta uh, some of the days is like, why would I... Like, why would I choose to feel this way? Like, yeah. uh, like standing in front of the mirror crying because you can't get rid of your mm -hmm. boobs, for example, is like, why would I, why would I choose on my own to feel like, feel like this? Like, it doesn't make sense. It also brings like many hardships because, um, for example, my parents don't know about this. My sisters do, but, um, Wait, about what? Because we're doing a whole ass interview. Yeah, here. I know, but they won't see it. They won't hear this. Okay. Story. Like, they, they're not on social media, so it's not a problem. No, but um, yeah, they don't know I'm uh, genderqueer in that sense, for example. They only know that I'm queer as in like my sexuality, mm -hmm. but they don't really accept it oh. in that way. Um, yeah, they're very, I don't know, indecisive, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, Yeah, for example, um, Elo is like a nickname of my dead name. And um, my sisters can call me that in front of my parents and they won't notice. But um, if I, like, for example, I chose a new name in the mm -hmm. last days, which is Noel, and they couldn't call me that in front of my parents, which I, which hurts, you know, because, like, I don't identify with Elo as much, mm -hmm. but it's like... A, It's like a cover for me. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Yeah, because actually, well, there's nothing to do with that. I saw a couple of days ago you changed your Insta name. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> because I just saw yeah. it and I was like, and then, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. like, if you want to tell, like, how did you come to this new name or why did you choose this? Uh, I've been actually looking with a friend, Kata, um, at some new names um, because I was like, yeah, I don't identify with Elo because Elo is such... is just a cover for me okay. um I was like I need a new name which I actually like and which I can identify myself with and we picked a few names we looked at different Turkish names for example stuff like that and I was like Noel I want to be Christmas <laughs> yeah, <that's so> nice. <laughs> yeah yeah 
That's really beautiful. It, I feel also that's very cool because like usually you get your name when you're born and you don't have a choice and sometimes you don't exactly. even like it. And so this feels a little bit, I don't know, I, I think it feels like a rebirth or something mm -hmm. because you got to choose who you are. Exactly. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> um, now, yeah, well, you started talking a little bit about your sexuality. And so I wanted to ask, like, um, how is it as a like um, non-binary person to figure out like your sexuality because I know it's like different things and so mm -hmm. is it harder or is it like easier or what what's your experience with that before I knew I was genderqueer I knew I was pansexual um like I outed myself to my parents with 12 years old that I was bisexual mm -hmm. um which didn't go well <laughs> but um yeah I like I knew I like everyone in that sense and like I uh, said I was bisexual, but then I learned about the term pansexual, which ex actually fitted me more because it's just like, I don't see the gender of the person. Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, bisexual is just like one gender and more, but um, pansexual is just like, yeah, I don't care what's in your pants. You mm -hmm. know, like if I like you, I like you. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's very nice. Everyone should be pansexual. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next and last question, I feel like, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you wish people knew about being, let's say, like non-binary or, or also like genderqueer? Mm -hmm. Is that the same term or is that something else? Gender Genderqueer is just like an umbrella term. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like everything that's not cis. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I wish people knew that like people can express themselves or like they don't have to express themselves in like the outer appearance to be genderqueer that like there's not a checklist that you have to go through to be like at the end okay now you're officially non-binary or genderqueer um and i just wish like these stereotypes they would just vanish please yeah. <laughs> like just talk to people if they tell you if they're um comfortable enough to tell you uh yeah i'm actually non-binary or like do the first step and ask people for their pronouns that could be like such a relief because most of the times i never knew how to bring that up for example mm -hmm. um or i was too scared to bring it up so it'd be nice if also cis people could be like hi i'm Michaela, what are your pronouns? I use these pronouns, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to make a more comfortable and safer environment for people. Yeah, yeah in general, everything. Because I've also, like, uh, we talked before with uh, the other guests that uh, if you want to, you can listen to that. <laughs> um, yeah, about, like, hate crimes and stuff like that. Yeah. That unfortunately happens so often yeah. when people are just so um, intolerant. And that's why I wanted to, like, start this little conversation i mean it, i know it's been going on for a while now but still i wanted to just to get a, a little more closer look into that and just see how the people around me <laughs> see uh, I, i mean in general like the reality and, and yeah. stuff i mean it starts at small stuff like for example if you think back in your childhood your parents telling you don't sit like a man mm -hmm. like how the fuck does a man sit <laughs> like, um or like act like a lady and don't do this and do that and you have to act a, a certain way. I just wish that our generation, especially, just would stop with stuff like that so people can actually freely express themselves as who they are. Yeah, that would be very nice. <laughs> so is there anything that you want to add to this conversation or anything that I didn't ask you, anything that you would like to 
Like say, people should also know that getting to know yourself is a process. So if people switch up, for example, with pronouns or um, with the identity they chose for themselves, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, okay, uh, I chose to be non-binary and now I'm never going to change that. No, because it's something you, you learn about yourself every day. Like you're confronted with yourself every day. So Maybe I thought I was non-binary, but I'm actually trans, uh, or maybe I'm actually just genderqueer. I don't know, or just don't fit into these uh, binary systems. So it's okay for people to switch it up. It's okay to change your pronouns from they, them to she, they again, or anything else. And people should shouldn't judge and be like, I thought you was this and that. Like, no, I changed. Um, I got to know myself better, and now I know better. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, nothing is ever set in stone, so why exactly. Why would you pin down a person and be like, oh, but I thought you were queer and now you're in a relationship with, I don't know, a man or something? Yeah, exactly. Like, because, I don't know, for example, we are hetero, uh, like, we are so-called hetero couple mm -hmm. to the outside world because uh, for the listeners because they can see oh, yeah. <laughs> we're here with with a dude <laughs> yeah my boyfriend is also here um but yeah we are like um uh, hetero represented and um it still doesn't take away the fact that i am non-binary and that we're actually a queer couple just because um it looks like that in the outside it's not mm. like It's uh, not set in stone, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make you any less yeah. man or something. For example, you can also um, you can be active on your own, which I would actually like uh, like is for cis people to be allies mm -hmm. and to actually go to um, like groups. For example, I'm from the Ruhrjugend in Northern Westphalia. We do like a couple of um, evenings where we sit together and talk about politics and stuff like that. And we also have like an upcoming uh, evening where we are going to talk about queer struggles mm -hmm. and where we're also going to show a movie Moonlight which I uh, talked about before to educate people on uh, the topic so yeah people should be active on their own and try to educate themselves yeah that's actually a very good uh, initiative and chance to take because usually like Uh, it's your own duty to educate yourself. You yeah. can't like expect queer people or anyone else to like inform and stuff like that. So if there is something like this happening, just take the chance, go. Exactly, because it's so tiring. Because also as like a person of color, it's like always people like, I can understand that people come to me and be like, what is this? What is that? Like, what does that mean? Um, and if it's a person, like a friend or something I will gladly educate you on the topic, no problem. But if like random ass people <laughs> on Instagram text me and be like, what does this mean? I'm like, Google is your friend. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing this for free. I'm sorry. <laughs> also not me doing a whole ass interview on the topic. <laughs> no, but that's something different because like this podcast can actually educate people on the topic. So I will gladly do something like this. But like, if it's like every day I have at least one person in my DMs be like, Oh my god, what does that mean? I'm like, I love you, but please educate yourself. <laughs> like, I'm tired. I don't know. Like, people come to me because of racist issues, because of queer issues. Yeah. Please just try to do it on your own first. Yeah, of course. And I mean, just because you're, I don't know, a person of color or a queer or whatever, doesn't mean that you're the advocate for every single exactly. person on this earth. Like, It's as if uh, we would go to some white people to say, yeah, how is it with you white people? Like, why do you do this and that? Like, why did you colonize so many countries? Yeah, like, they knew, like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, that was it from my part. I mean, I, I, I feel very much educated now. <laughs> thank you so much for this interview. Of course, thank you for having me. And I will see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>